Welcome to episode 44 for Wednesday the 9th of March. This is Blind Guy Talks Tech and today on the episode you might guess what we're going to talk about today. Yes, it's all about the Apple event and all the cool stuff or not that they brought out. You're listening to Blind Guy Talks Tech, your daily accessible tech podcast. Now, here's that blind guy himself, Stephen Scott. Yeah, 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 it's me. Hello. I've got Sean Priest, the other blind guy. Hello, Sean Priest. Good day, sir. Good day, good day, good day. Uh, fine day, indeed, indeed. Uh, is that okay. because uh, Lord Robin is with us? Is that okay. why you're talking like this? Yes, I'm up in my game. <laughs> wow. <laughs> After all this time, Robin, and this is what did it. This is what did it. How are you, Robin? You all right? Well, a bit Rona-filled, I'm afraid. A bit, oh. um, yeah, COVID uh, coffee. But yes, I love that you're I'm, so cool that you don't even call it coronavirus. He's like, I'm, I'm so Rona. I'm so Rona. <laughs> He's a cool guy. Uh, we also got Sally Clay with us as well. Sally Clay, how are you? I've also got a Lurgy, but it's not as good as Robin's. Robin's got the proper one. I've only got a pseudo Lurgy. Pseudo Lurgy, right, okay. Uh, you also got some distance between you and that microphone. You want to get close to it, Sal. Get right Sorry, up against that, that microphone. Better? Oh, that's oh, so much wow. nicer, yeah. That's, good. that's lovely. This is a sexy episode today. It's going to be a say, sexy with Robin episode. and Sally. <laughs> yeah, Sally has leaked onto our regular weekday show here. Um, oh, and I, I don't know how that happened. I honestly have no idea. Neither but, do uh, I, actually. That's the first I heard of it until I just. <laughs> About two minutes ago. <laughs> but yeah, welcome to it, Sally. Uh, yeah, we're going to uh, get into this. Uh, we should check in with Robin because I do feel bad. We just skipped over the fact you've got coronavirus. Are you doing all right, Robin? Are you OK? Are you feeling all right? Yeah, it's the mild kind. So. OK, fine. Don't go on about it. Yeah. Uh, OK, so um, let's... <laughs> we have got so much to talk about. The Apple event happened... Um, yeah, the Apple event happened, and I was so excited about this one because I thought this is the one where I'm going to get my wallet out, guys, and I'm going to be spending, like, um, I don't know, Victoria Beckham on Coke, to quote someone else who said that oh, line once. Um, I, I don't know. I, I, I honestly thought that was going to be the case, but no, I uh, I don't know. I, I, I'll, I we'll get into it. Let's get into it first. You guys, tell me your thoughts on the Apple event so far. Sean, what did you think? Oh, wow. I thought it was an Apple event. You know, well done. Well, what do you expect? You know, we're going to get spec bumps. There was a particularly interesting yet nerdy announcement at the end. Um, but yeah, the SE with the spec bump, you know, the, the AirPod, uh, not the AirPod, sorry, the iPad, iPad. Air and uh, the new <laughs> desktop computer, all very sexy and everything, but nothing particularly new um, apart from the desktop. And, and that one's sort of out of my reach anyway. So, yeah, it was it was fine. I thought there were some interesting things when it comes to a new product, at least. Sally, they come to us for the news here. Um, you, you, I have no idea why. Um, when you, especially when you get a guy mixing up iPads and AirPods. You know, it's like... You know, it's like, it's like, it's like can't get the staff, can you? No, you can't. Sally, talk some sense to me here. Um, what did you think of the event? Did you, did you get a chance to follow it? Well, I got a chance to follow some of it. I, I, I don't know. I kind of was already a bit sceptical when I went in to to it because I just felt like, yeah, yeah, it's another kind of sales pitch from Apple all about these, <laughs> you know, and I know that's what it is, but it just, I don't know, like, um, but I did get slightly excited about the uh, the new MacBook. <laughs> well, you mean the, the Mac Studio? Sorry, the Mac Studio, yeah. Yeah, I know. But I not was, the studio um... display thing, but just the whole, the amount mm. of ports that it's got on it. I, I actually thought, hey, there's a computer that's actually got ports, uh, <laughs> yes. but it still hasn't got an Ethernet cable, has it? 
You're saying that there because I know you've got your MacBook Air, and yep. uh, I was saying to you earlier, hey, you, should, you should plug in, you should plug in an Ethernet cable. And she's like, yeah, I would, but there's, there's no one to plug it in. They don't have any <laughs> ports on this thing. It's just two ports, and then of course you've got to get a dongle. And guarantee, yep. it's so funny you say it because we were talking earlier about plugging in an Ethernet, and I've got one of those USB A to Ethernet adapters, mm-hmm. but of course. Again, that's, that's useless. Work on the air. Nope. <laughs> so you need another adapter. To, to, oh, it's just Dongle City, isn't it? Uh, yeah. Robin, what was your thoughts on the event? I know you were uh, watching along with us last night. Um, mm-hmm. what, what was your thoughts? Yeah, I thought it was really good. I thought the presentation was brilliant. Obviously, it had AD, which um, mm. was great for us. It sounded really well produced. I'm just talking about the actual presentation, aren't I? Um, <laughs> you know, it was just, I thought, you know, it was pacey. It was good. There was loads of females. Um, yeah, I know. Not just that. kind of people who are you know picked to present certain sections but actually you know heading up their departments and stuff like that I thought that was really good really excited about the SE just because it's going to carry on being just going to it's going to carry on existing um oh, which is going to be with a different chip sorry yeah exactly a spec <laughs> bump but still it's going to be there for a long you know it's going to be supported for another six OS's I think it said um uh, yeah, the rest of it, we've got a, a brand new Mac um, format. Is that the word I'm looking for? Yeah, um, so, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, no, I thought it was really good. Really good. Well, let's kick off with the big news of the day, and that is, of course, the iPhone 13 in green. I mean, come on, guys. iPhone 13 is now available in green. And <laughs> Alpine green, I believe, as well. Oh, uh, green. Yeah, smells fresh. <laughs> <laughs> Smell that new iPhone feeling. Phones um, can do dishes. That are... anyway, I, should have that. <laughs> I, I just, uh, I don't care. But yeah, you can get that in green now. That's I just thought I'd throw that in because it's happened. But um, yeah, the iPhone SE is the big story for us, and I think for a lot of blind people, that's going to be the main story out of this. We'll talk about the Mac, of course, but the iPhone SE, it's it is as I've called it for many years, the iPhone BE, the blind edition, because <laughs> a lot of blind folk love it. You do. They do. A lot of blind people love this device. It's so simple to use. It's a good form factor. No one cares. Um, it's got, got touch, touch ID. ID on it. No one That's cares. That's a big deal. Now it's got the... I don't the, care. I'm, I not, I'm not even listening to him. I'm not even listening to no, him, Sally. The, the only reason that's such a big seller is because it's the cheapest option. It don't. It doesn't... It could be covered in barbed wire and broken glass. If it was, you know, £300, then everyone would buy it anyway. No, I don't the agree with The fact that it's got touch ID and a home button... No, no one cares. I've got you to know, say, I really don't see what the fuss is about with the SE. I really genuinely oh, don't. come on, guys. What are, you, what are you talking about? Robin, back me up on this, right? I mean, come yeah. on. For, for people who are, especially people who are older, or people who are coming oh, to the... Even, yeah? yeah, exactly. But no, seriously, for people who are older, you know, that home button means a lot. It's far more understandable. It's far more easy to grasp the concept of using a device like this when you've got that home button. So I will not hear the SE talked down. I'm sorry. I'm not talking my it show down. and I'm, I'm not oh, no, no. playing. Sorry, Robin. Sorry, Robin. Just one second. I'm not talking it down. I'm saying it's not popular because of the reasons you're saying. Most people don't care about the home button. Most people don't care about Touch Rubbish. ID. All they care about is that, oh, this is the cheapest way I can get an iPhone. Oh, no, I don't know. I, w- I would definitely agree with the Touch ID thing, um, Stephen, right, though, because... Stop it. <laughs> sorry. Sorry. I'm, not, I'm never going to let get let on again, am I? Yes, you are. Carry on. I- the Touch ID thing is important. Because a yeah. face ID, I mean, how many times has that gone wrong for you? That's gone oh, wrong so many Every day, every many. day, a thousand never. times. Never. It works perfectly. You're crazy. It's not as convenient as Touch ID. You live I your life in a shed. 
Yes, exactly. With a huge fat face, which is perfect for face ID. I never have exactly. an issue with it. Exactly. Do you know what? Mine, I, the amount of shops that I've been in where I'm faffing about in front of the you know, uh, mm -hmm. card reader thing, swiping my phone backwards and forwards, and it's going, sorry, you know, it's not working. I'm just like, ah! Oh! So, well, you no, got the I'd Scottish one, obviously. Yeah, how did you get Fiona in there? How <laughs> Fiona on my phone? That's what. Oh. Sorry, your phone's not working, hen. Sorry, Robin, you were well, going to say something yes, about Robin, the come on. come on. For me, I, I think, you know, Face ID, great. You've already got a camera on the front there. So for people that want that, make it an option. You know, Touch ID, whether it's a button on the front screen or whether it's on the sleep-wake button, I, I really do value Touch ID so that I don't have to oh. take it out of my pocket or from under the bedclothes or whatever it might be. So for me, the perfect blind edition phone ideally would be you know that that entry level price i don't care about the screen or anything like that it has touch id and ideally a little bit of lidar maybe that mm. would be the perfect combination i don't think it's going to happen no, of course not that's, no. that's that's expensive sensor and what's the camera yeah. on the front got to do with face id because it's it's a ir emitter isn't it for face ID? oh okay an extra yeah, right, i don't want to be all nerdy on you no, there no, but i got picked yeah. up on it robin i stand corrected <laughs> as said the man in the orthopedic shoes yep <laughs> that's the notch <laughs> Yeah, no, you're absolutely right, but come Contribu Contributors with material. I love it. <laughs> Wouldn't it be better, though, to have the, say, the neck, the 14, with Face ID and Touch ID? Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Exactly. Yes. And, and I think that's what's probably going to happen. I think, well, whether it's this year or next, I think that is definitely coming. The challenge seems to be getting the level of security they're looking for in a Touch ID under the screen. That seems to be an issue for them at the moment. Um, other companies, I know Samsung and others have already done this, but you know, you, you could essentially, you know, use a, I, I don't know, a plush toy to get into some of these devices. Um, I think, I think allegedly, someone, I think someone even didn't someone like strap a, you know, like print a picture of their own face out and show it to one of these Samsung phones and it still let them in. I mean, you know, it's not, it's not perfect yet, right? There's still a lot of work to be done on this. Um, so but that's yeah, why it's Apple very, ID. very Sorry, keen on making sure that's right. A combination of the two would be, you know, I think in a pro, a pro model in the 15 or the, even the 14, maybe I think we will see that at some point. I think the one thing for me that's, that kind of annoyed me about it was I kind of wish they had put MagSafe in as well. I think that would have been a really nice mm -hmm. addition. Yeah, uh, I can't really understand why they wouldn't, because I, I don't. I mean, it's just a magnet, isn't it? I mean, I'm, I'm not technically minded, um, but you know, <laughs> you just tell him that. It's just a wee magnet, pal. Stick a magnet in it. I <laughs> mean, I'm sure that you could probably... You couldn't, couldn't even get, like, a case for it that would allow it to be MagSafe? Mm. Is that a thing? Yes, it is a thing. You can get MagSafe cases <gasps> for the older models. I know <gasps> there's you? one for the iPhone 11. I haven't bought it yet, but I keep threatening to. I'm going to try I'm that out. I'm buying an iPhone SE. <laughs> oh, I can feel another Apple Store trip Tipped coming over on, Stephen. Yeah, I think Sally and I are off to the Apple Store again. That's it. <laughs> well, what you want to do is take that terrible wallet that you bought Back and swap it for a MagSafe case for. An, I don't need to make. Don't need to. I can attach it to my USE. That's all oh, I'm interested in. Terrible. It doesn't have, as far as I went through the tech specs of the new SE 2022 last night, and I couldn't find anything on there which suggests it's got the. Is it the U1 chip in there? Mm. And what's that for? That's for locating, is it? Yeah, that's the ultra wideband radio chip that makes it possible to for air tags and find my things. To be precise, it can say it's you know two foot to the left or right or whatever. Um, it can without... locate them, but not it won't direct you to them. Is that right? That's right. Yeah, it can't give you precise yeah uh, 
direction. So I'd just like, like to be clear on that because I know a lot of people listening to this might be thinking, well, hang on, does that mean you can't use air tags with it? Well, you can. You can it's make just them beep getting... and it, yeah, yeah. Uh, it'll tell you when they're near or far or whatever, but uh, it give you a GPS location report. But with the U1 chip in all the other phones, you can actually, you know, locate it to uh, within an inch or something like that. Mm, okay. Mm, mm, um, mm. Okay. Any more thoughts on the SE before we move on? I mean, it's a, it's three colours as well. Starlight, whatever that no one is. Who cares about colours? Why do they keep Midnight. going? Yes, we no. do. Product red. <laughs> you're so put this a case is just because on it's it. an all-male program. You think that nobody's going to care about colours? No, you're going to put your you own. Tell them, Sally. Sally, you're going to put your own case on it. So who cares what the back colour is? Nobody. <laughs> Or maybe yeah. not. I mean, I must admit, I'm, right. I'm going naked on my devices. Well, it is the preferred state. Yes, I will give you that. But, you know, you don't want to scratch it up, do you? I don't fair, care. Mine, my phone recently, I actually trashed a 13 Mini uh, <gasps> by falling on my bum in a puddle. Do you have a new one, Sally? Because um, yes, I'm, I'm about to sell one. <laughs> <laughs> no, I've got one, thank you. And, uh, I'm not buying any more merchandise from the uh, Fort Scott. Scott. <laughs> Can I just say... I thought it was waterproof. Well, so if you if you fell in a puddle, it shouldn't matter. No, no. What happened Smashed was, well. so I had screen. I had a screen protector. I had a case. Yeah. You did have a bum protector on, did you? I oh. did. Well, my bum was fine because it protects itself. <laughs> 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 but um, but genuinely, honestly, it was so poor. The screen protector that I had was really thick screen protector and a really decent case. So yeah, I'm gonna definitely have to um ignore my own advice and uh, not worry about colour and basically get a good case there you go for this thank new you one. Otterbox Spigen Spigen however you're pronouncing it those are good names for companies if you're looking for a, a good case oh okay um, rather than going for the because a lot of times you go into Amazon you get these names like blah blah blah, blah, blah and you think oh that sounds cool and um, you know I'll buy that that's that's perfect yep. that is a real company by the way that blah blah blah, blah. Um, <laughs> But uh, yeah, I go for I go for brand names like Autobox and Spigeon because I'm Spigeon. Yeah. Spigeon. I, I don't know if that's how you pronounce it. I've got absolutely no idea, but it's S P I G E N. It sounds like Spigeon to me. Spigen. 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 Whatever they do make nice cases. Spigen. 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 Yeah, that yeah. would work. Spigen. Love Spigen. Uh, so they also announced an iPad Air. Uh, no, I have to be honest. I'm not interested in iPad Airs or no, iPads, me to be honest, overly much. But in saying that, some people are. Uh, that's allowed. And um, for those who are interested in this, this might be the iPad to buy. If you're if you're in the market for an iPad and you're looking to get a good price on an iPad, this is not a bad option because they put in the M1 chip in there, which is the same chip I should add that's in the uh, iPad Pro. Now, I should also mention the chip that they put into the iPhone SE is the same chip that's now in the iPhone 13. So mm. the SE is the same power as the 13, but of course, as has as been picked up on, there are some features not available, hence why you'd want to buy the 13. And of course, if you want the LiDAR, you've got to go and get the Pro. Um, but to the iPad, you're getting the Apple M1 chip in there now, uh, 5G, as you're also getting in the SE, although no one cares. Well, where, can you even get 5G yeah, anywhere? Yeah, exactly. It's awful. Yeah, far too early to even care about 5G yet. Another Not year or two. Um, 12 megapixel ultra-wide front camera with center stage. That means mm. that when you move around on screen, the camera follows you, in inverted commas. Um, Stalking camera. Yeah, yeah. If you walk around the back of the device, it won't do that. Um, <laughs> it won't turn around. It's not like the Amazon Echo, so, you know. Uh, 
Oh, no, every sure. device now they said in their lineup now features center stage. Except the SE. Does anyone use that? Well, how would you know? Well, I mean, because anytime you're making a video call, right, most of the time you're not putting it down and sort of getting your whole body in frame. It's just your big fat, again, face in my case, taking up the entire screen. Who cares? We do a lot of family calls. Oh, and... well, you would. Yeah. Oh, well, you, yeah. yeah speak <laughs> for the common man, Robin. Come on. And Come on, man. How dare you? <laughs> <laughs> no, that's Sean, Stephen. Come on. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> But no, I mean, you're right. I mean, for family calls and stuff, it's great for that. And I like the idea. I mean, for example, say you're on the call on your own and then someone walks up beside you, the camera will zoom out and it'll get you both exactly. in frame. Yeah. And I kind of like the fact it does that on its own. That's actually yeah. really cool because, no. you know, again, it's one nice thing for us to worry about. And for a lot of people who sit on conference calls all day, especially blind people who worry if they're in frame, yeah. um, I, the only thing I, I don't understand about the iPad it's because the camera is on, if you've got it in uh, landscape mode, uh, the camera's on the left side. So it, to me, always feels like you're always looking away from the camera. And I don't know if the, the, the system does something to address that, but... It does in FaceTime. Right. The eye correction. But I don't what know it, about... Does it point your eyes at the camera? Somehow? It literally re pastes your eyeballs. <laughs> <laughs> I could do with time. that in real life. Yeah, me too. I, I could do with... <laughs> Two eyeballs, to be quite honest. <laughs> yeah, but I don't know if it, it has that, you know, if it layers that on on a Zoom call or a Teams call, I don't know. Hmm. Well, yeah, that's right. It would work with the third-party apps. I don't know. Yeah. Um, okay, well, the, yeah, it's interesting. And it also comes in five gorgeous colours as well, if you care about that kind of thing. No. Okay, fine. Um, I yeah, I think it comes in a nice blue. The blue always sounds nice to me. I don't know why. Terrible. Like... I'm so confused by the iPad lineup now. Can anyone tell me what there is in the yes, iPad lineup? Yes, simple. iPad mini, okay. iPad, yes. iPad Air, iPad Pro. It's a problem. Right. Now, okay, so which is the budget <laughs> one there? Well, the iPad. The iPad. And I, I, well, in... arguably the mini, but yeah, okay, the, the no, iPad. No, yeah, but the mini's twice, mini. twice the price of the entry-level iPad, isn't it? Well, it's not It's not really classed as a budget device. I mean, no. It's it's got it's actually a education. very powerful device. The, yeah, it's well, I'd say the iPad is education, isn't it? That's because you get the keyboard option with that. You don't get that with the Mini, and that's around four hundred pounds, I think. Isn't Something it? like that, yeah. And then this iPad Air comes in around. What does it start at five seven nine or six hundred? Mm -hmm. Five seven nine. So yeah, so that is now the mid range. The Air. I mean, it it did sound decent, right? It's it's got all the it's bells the and whistles. It's got, well, exactly, but I mean, you know, until we get Mac OS on there, who cares? Because it makes no difference. Um, so negative. <laughs> no, I'm not being negative. I'm just saying it, it doesn't matter. It's very powerful, but so was the A14 chip or whatever, the A15. Um, but it's got USB-C as well, which is nice, which is apparently twice as fast as the previous ones as well. So it's all very nice. Honestly, though, I just can't find a reason to buy an iPad now that I can't see the screen at all. Yeah, and if you've got a phone and a Mac... Why would you? Oh. Why would you need that? Yeah, oh. well, yeah, well, we'll get into that because we're going to talk about oh. the Mac in a minute, and we'll see what uh, the options are. Because, of course, it's a big question, isn't it? What do you buy? What's the best solution, right? So, yeah, we're going to get into that because we're going to talk about the Mac Studio, the new Mac display as well, uh, and we'll find out if any of us are going to buy anything as a result of this event. I'm sensing the answer already, <laughs> if I'm honest, but, you know, we'll see. Anyway, stick around for that. You can keep your contact, uh, keep your emails coming, your contact coming, if that makes any sense. Email hello at blindguytalkstech.com. Or you can call us on 0204 571 3354. That number again, 0204 571 3354. Stick around. 
Stay tuned for more as Blind Guy Talks Tech continues. This is an urgent appeal from the Disasters Emergency Committee. Hundreds of thousands of people have fled their homes to escape conflict in Ukraine, leaving jobs, belongings and loved ones behind. They need shelter, food and water. You can help. To donate online, search DEC or text RADIO to 70150 to give £10. Thank you. Welcome back to Blind Guy Talks Tech, your daily accessible tech podcast. Add your voice to the discussion. Email hello at blindguytalkstech.com or call and leave us a voicemail on 0204-571-3354. Yeah, let's talk about the uh, Mac display and the Mac Studio, which is uh, the new devices as uh, we look at uh, the Apple event that uh, has just happened. Uh, We'll talk about the the display in a minute, but the Mac Studio, of course, is the device everybody's talking about. Basically, uh, the Mac Mini has become high-rise, it would appear. Uh, They've basically slapped another (laughs) Mac Mini on top, soldered them together. Drilled lots of holes. Drilled lots of holes in the back of it and put lots of ports in, which, of course, is the big thing for all of us. We're all interested in ports, right? So... Uh, Yeah, let's get into this. So the Mac Studio is a very expensive device, without shadow of a doubt. It does have great uh, ports in it. So people are saying they want a portable version of this. And I'm like, guys, buy a MacBook Pro if you want a a portable version of this thing. Yeah, exactly. That is what what they're asking for here. Strange. But the big story really comes out of the fact that they've developed this new chip called the M1 Ultra. So, you know, you've got the M1 regular, the M1, there's like a diet M1, and then you've got like full fat uh, M1, and then you've got uh, M1 Big, M1 Bigger, and now M1 Massive, M1 Ultra is the official name, uh, which <laughs> gives you up to 20-core CPU, up to 64-core GPU, wow, which allows up to 128-gig unified memory. Now, essentially, what we're talking about here is that M1's getting to the stage, which is something it kind of needed to do, and I'm, apologies for geeking out a little bit on this, but M1 really needed to get a bit more bandwidth going, because, as you will notice on a lot of these new M1 devices, on Sally's MacBook Air, for example, you only have two ports on there. Yep. And and that's because there's only so much bandwidth at that time when M1 was born that allowed for that amount of, of bandwidth to be moved around. There wasn't enough room. So these chips are allowing more bandwidth to come through. Uh, and also, of course, with that huge amount of power as well. Um, so, for example, I think we started off with eight core CPUs on the M1s, and now we're up to um, 10 cores on the M1 Max, and you've got 20 cores on the M1 Ultra. This thing is an absolute beast, and it will it will perform incredibly. Um, the question is, is this is this is this a consumer device or is this a pro device? Is this just a, name, a Mac Pro by another name? Yes, I think so. I've heard some people saying, "Oh, outrageous!" You know, look at the price of this thing; absolutely ridiculous. But I don't think so. I think this is aimed at a particular market. I mean, just given the name alone, you know, the Mac Studio, this is for a specific workflow and uh, the, the way they've done the chip with the Ultra. And the, the, the big thing for me when they announced the Ultra CPU was the news that these are basically just two M1s, you know, crammed together. They've got this, what do they call it, Ultra Fusion Interconnect, yeah. which means incredibly <laughs> low latency, fast bandwidth, uh, basically, they can just put as many of these M1 chips together 
and you know double up the the performance i mean there's no reason at all why we won't see at some point a uh, apple m1 supercomputer you know you put a thousand of these chips together depending on how much uh, they can interconnect but i thought it was really um, like you said Stephen, getting a bit geeky on it i thought it was really impressive uh but for this particular new desktop platform yeah it definitely it's it, i don't think it is consumer and i, oh, I don't think they should apologize not. about that I mean, this M1 Ultra outstrips the Xeon chips, the Intel chips in the Mac Pro on most of the benchmarks. So, you know, and that's the, I think, the beefiest Intel chip yep. that's out there, mm -hmm. which, pros, you know, I was going to say prosumers, but no, sorry, professionals doing, you know, intensive video editing, etc. Uh, you know, they'd have had to go for those. So, yeah, this knocks spots off. Anything out there, I mean, they said it's the fastest uh, personal computer that's out there. Now, Sally, you are interested in this, but from the I, perspective I of ports. I really am, yeah, from a ports point of view. I mean, I can't remember all the ports that it had on it, but it had tons and tons of them. Uh, care to help me out here? Because I can't remember. Yeah, <laughs> there was four did. Thunderbolt 4s on the back. There is a yep. USB-A. There's uh, USB-Cs oh, I told you front. it had a USB-A, Stephen. It does, yes. Are you sure? Let me just double check this. I'm yes. not confused. Just have on that a one. USB A. Oh, actually, it's two. Though. Yes, no, you're right. So yeah. okay, I'll, I'll clarify this for you. Let Sorry. me, let me uh, correct Sean here. Uh, so, <clears throat> see how I did that? Uh, <laughs> well, so, you've got four USB. Well, actually, it's USB C's, but it's Thunderbolt 4, yep. which is impressive. Uh, although, did you see the cable on this? Apparently, there's a Thunderbolt 4 cable going on <laughs> on the Apple Store, and it's Apple's own one. It's 1.8 meters. So, just a standard cable length, right. really. And it's 129 quid. So just so that you know what you're dealing with here, right? Nonsense. Mm -hmm. yeah. But this is all backward compatible, right, with with everything else. So, you know, USB-C is the standard on that. Uh, you've got the Ethernet port, but that's a 10 gig Ethernet port as well, which is really good for people who need that and want to connect to, you know, really, really top-end networks. Uh, two USB-As. I didn't know I had that. I didn't even spot See, that. That's very interesting. Did not listen to me. No, but that's good. I'm really glad it's got those in there. That's yeah, kind yeah. of I wasn't expecting that. Uh, also one HDMI. Uh, and it's got a 3.5mm headphone jack as well. That's all in the back, plus, of course, power. Um, on the front as well, though, you've got it's two USB-C. USB yeah. It says two USB-C or Thunderbolt 4. So mm. I don't get that. Um, and one SD uh, card slot as well on the front, which is very smart. I mean, it's, it's, this is actually... This is the device Apple should have made a long time ago. This is the Mac Pro everyone's wanted, except for the fact, of course, this one is not a Mac Pro because it's not expandable. You can't put your own graphics cards in there. That'll all come later. What I'm wondering is how um, applicable this is going to be for blind users. Because Can you start that again, Sally? Just come a bit closer again, you're drifting. What I'm wondering is how relevant this is going to be for blind users. Um, I mean, obviously, from a sound editor's point of view, it could, um, could benefit the user then. But I, I just wonder if um, a lot of these benefits are going to be seen by the video editors. Um, yeah, a lot yeah, of power. Probably true, yeah. I mean, don't get me wrong, audio editors can, can benefit from this. It's interesting because we're at a stage where I often get asked onto shows to talk about you know, how these devices are accessible and what, what's new in accessibility in Apple. And you're like, to be honest, everything is kind of up there now. I mean, you can argue the nuances of voiceover and, well, it's good here and it's not good there and there are issues here and issues there. And we've done that here on the podcast and we've brought all that up. But truthfully... You buy, you walk into an Apple store, you buy any device, base level, it will do you what you need. This, this is what I mean. And this yeah, this one. device, this is not necessary for most people. I mean, do I want one? Of course I do. Am I going to buy one? 
Not on, well, no, no, not yet. Not, never not say yet. never. Never Maybe. say never. Yep, next um, week. Well, it depends how much they give me for my Mac Minis, to be perfectly honest. Um, I'm not buying any more devices off you, Stephen. <laughs> if, they do, if they do a decent trade-in, I might be tempted. Um, but no, I mean, seriously, you know, this is a, a huge device that I have no need for. The, all I was looking for when I was looking to get a new device was a larger hard drive internally. So if I could get, say, a four terabyte drive inside it, I'd be happy. But I, I spec this up. It was going to be £3,200 for that. Mm. You know, 3,200 quid just to have that. I could just go out and buy a four yeah. terabyte extension drive. Even, even well, an SSD it. version will be, you know, a lot cheaper than that. So, you know. And you just wonder what the much. applications would be. Because you think about, you know, the audio editor that's using this. You wonder if, um, if it's going to have untold benefits in terms of latency or lack thereof. But Well, I if you're asking, are you still going to get, you know, not responding on Safari? Yes. You probably well, yeah, will. But that, yeah, obviously, but I'm talking about, you know, if you're editing... Well, that's important, though, isn't it? Because if you're, if you're buying this thinking, well, that's going to solve that problem, it's not. That's a software issue. That's well, you're still at the mercy the of voiceover, in a sense, exactly. or, or your software. Yeah. So. The M1, look, the, the, the first-generation M1 computers are, you know, insanely powerful, and yet we still get those problems with voiceover. So it is, as Stephen said, a software issue. It's nothing to do with the CPU or anything. It, it, there needs to be a, a bit of an overhaul to voiceover but going back to your point Sally I think it is it is just the connectivity of this which makes it more aimed at the professionals because we're talking about all those Thunderbolt mm-hmm. 4 and you know basically all it comes down to is the speed of that connection you could plug in so many things at a, a extremely low latency um, and again you could use those for outputs so we're talking about the display in a minute you know, you can connect so many high-quality displays, which are important if you're into 3D rendering, 3D modeling, all that sort of thing. So, again, it is aimed at that that professional workflow, I think, purely because of the speed and the amount of connections that are available. I think, like Sally said, you know, there's going to be a lot of audio or music producers out there, potentially in the visually impaired community, that may benefit from this, that, and they probably know who they are. After having, you know, heard about the specs, they're like rubbing their hands thinking, yep, I can have 99 consecutive tracks that I can work on and uh, don't have to go away and make a cup of tea when it compiles. So. Yeah, but you could do that with the first gen M1s as well. well this Everyone is what I'm was wondering, demoing because you could, could you do that even on my MacBook Air? Could you still, yeah, probably. you know, could you still do that as a, as a studio producer? Can you still use that? Listen, I, I've got Would it. you notice the difference between it and, and, this new, and this new model? Yeah, look, here's, here's the real deal in this. And this is the bit that Apple won't tell you. You can go into an Apple store, you can buy the base level Mac Mini or base level MacBook Air, MacBook Pro, whatever you want, right? But base level anything. But let's talk about Air and let's talk about Mac Mini because they are the the entry levels, if you like, right? 699 for a MacBook, uh, sorry, a Mac Mini, uh, which is the base level. 8 gig RAM, 256 gig SSD. That is going to do you more than enough. 699, that is all you need to spend. You don't need to go and spend two grand on this thing. Because this is going to do you everything you need to do. I remember when it came out, they were doing tests on it. And it was it was something like 99 tracks that were running at the same time, audio tracks, and running like umpteen plugins on top. And it, was, it wasn't even breaking a sweat. The fans weren't kicking up. Nothing was happening. It was just like, yeah, yeah, whatever. And, and that's a really important point. Now, the key difference between that device, that 699 device, and those top-end devices like this is the speed of, say, a render. So if you're doing video editing, you won't notice much difference in the operation, in the ability to create your video, create your audio session, whatever it is you're doing, right? You won't notice much difference in the performance. 
what you will notice a difference in is the render time, the time when it compiles. That's the difference. Now, for most people, consumers, if you're making a YouTube video or you're doing an audio session, you can go make a cup of tea and come back. You probably welcome the break for a couple of minutes. So that's okay. But if you're in a professional environment where you need to turn it around quick, you're at an event, you have to turn this around fast because you want to be first with the news or you want to be first with that report or whatever it is and get it online, then you need speed and performance and that's where these devices come in. And that's the only reason you would want to think about this kind of device versus one of these other devices because it's about that speed of delivery. If you don't need to worry about that, if you're just making YouTube videos of the family and it's just like, you know, the dog running about or whatever, that's, you know, the, the 6991 will do you so well, mm -hmm. you'll never run into problems. Even with 8 gig of RAM, stop going on to me about the difference in RAM. It doesn't make any difference. Not you guys, but other people do this to me all the time. They're like, oh, you've got to buy the 16 gig. And I'm like, no, you don't. Not, not anymore. Not with M1. Yes, on an Intel, buy as much RAM as you can get because it needs it. You've got to feed that beast. But, Oof. you know... This, this M1 system doesn't require it, doesn't need it. You're right. And look, it, it, the difference is as well, if, if you're in an environment where, it, because you're using this faster export you know, power of the new M1 Ultra, you can produce, let's say, 10 videos uh, in a working day instead of just five. Exactly. I mean, yeah. you know, you're doubling your income on that. So it's, it's worth its, its uh, price tag all day long. Does that, yeah. now, does that help you, Sally? Because I know this is the thing I think a lot of people ask that genuine question. Like, you know, this sounds so powerful, it sounds so important, maybe I should have one. But the reality is, I, I don't know if you do, and I think it's just understanding that. Well, I think it's it's actually really interesting what you're saying about the rendering, because um, now, personally, I'm, I don't think I would even go near it, because I don't need it. I don't need to use all these state-of-the-art, um, innovative kind of, I can't think of the word now. <laughs> I've lost brain fart again. Yeah, but you know, all these innovations, I don't need to use them. And uh, But were I in my old job doing music, you know, needing to turn around a whole album's worth of uh, music for a show or something mm -hmm. within a week, then, yeah, that rendering and stuff is actually could be really beneficial. So, exactly. Yeah. If, you're, if your income's reliant on it, you're yeah, going to want it. Time is money. money. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, but you're talking two grand. Now, I will say that if you actually look at the prices, I mean, it is interesting because I think on Amazon, I saw the prices of the 27-inch uh, iMacs, which are now dead, by the way. Those are gone. The Intel Macs, I mean, you can just forget it. I don't even know if they're still on the website. I haven't checked. But um, the 27-inch iMac looks like it's been killed off, and the prices have just collapsed on those. So if you were thinking of buying a Mac, an iMac with Intel in it, it's a good time because they are all on the floor with the price at the minute. Um, well, Apple floor, which means like fifth, yes. fifth floor. <laughs> um, but, you know, if you're looking to get one of these, you know, you're talking two grand, that's the base level. And to be honest, that's enough for most people, right? What you've got in there, one terabyte SSD, no, I think it's 512 gig SSD, uh, which to me is criminal. Um, I think that's right. Uh, 32 uh, gig RAM. Again, it's it maybe a bigger deal when you're at that higher end. It's not at the at the entry level. But you know, I was looking, and and we're going to talk about the display. In fact, let's talk about the display because I, I want to tie this into another point. Um, they've brought out this display, a studio display. So they finally they've broke apart the iMac. Basically, they've taken a sledgehammer to it, and they've put the gubbins, the guts, the innards of the <laughs> iMac into the Mac Studio. And they've given you a second, a, se a separate display, 27-inch, 5K Retina display. This is the display that was in the iMac, 
they've just removed them all and stuck them inside these new cases. That was nice of them. And uh, they've... Uh, <laughs> and charged more for it. Uh, now, this also, because it is a Mac display, it's got the camera built into it. So it's got a 12-megapixel ultra-wide camera with center stage built in and six speakers and the capability for spatial audio. So it's a really nice monitor. It also has... Uh, is an A12 chip in it as well? I thought they said A14 chip in it. Was it a 14? I can't remember. But to yeah, handle I mean, centre stage uh, innately or inbuiltly. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's, it's really nice, right? If you're looking at a monitor, great, but a bit overkill for me. Oh, sorry, A13. We were both wrong. Oh, right. Uh, A13 okay. bio- <laughs> in the split the difference. <laughs> which exactly enables innovative studio display features like centre stage, spatial audio, and HEY Siri. Interesting. I mean, they made a lot about the the quality of the screen, about the, I think, eight microphones built in around the, the camera, the sound. So three mic array. Like... A three mic array in there. Ooh. So you've got a three mic array, um, which I think is the same as the MacBooks, I think. Cool. Wrong. It, having, you know, bigged up the, the specs of it, it sounded like it was beefier than uh, previous monitors in the iMac, mm. for example, but I don't know. But yeah, I mean, it sounded really good. It was what a lot of people have been asking for because they haven't had separate monitors before the XDR, and that's just massive overkill for a lot of people. So I think there's going to be a lot of happy people, happy sighted people out there. Yeah, I was going to say. <laughs> <laughs> and you know what? And happy low vision as well, right? Because if you, I, I will say that I think that Apple probably make the best monitors and have made the best monitors for many years. Um, the most recent was the Apple Cinema Display. Of course, I know the Pro XDR was the most recent, but before that, it was the Cinema Displays, um, Thunderbolt Displays, going right back to the ones with the... Was it the AOC or ADC? I can't remember the name of that weird connector that it had on the... It was a, a typically oh, Apple. yeah, that's Remember right. that? Apple yeah. Display Connector, wasn't it? The ADC. And it was so bizarre. They had their own proprietary connector again, um, and that would hook up to your... In that case, it was the G4 Tower that I had at the time. And um, that was how it all worked. Very bizarre. Um, but yeah, anyway, you've got three USB-C ports in the back of this thing. That should connect power and charge devices, networking, external drives, whatever you want, keyboard, mouse, iPhone, whatever. Um, the Thunderbolt co- uh, port on it connects your studio display to your Mac with a single cable. And that same port can charge compatible Mac notebooks. And it'll even fast charge a 14-inch MacBook Pro, which I've got sitting there. Yeah. So uh, yeah, I'll plug in a monitor that I can't see uh, just, just charge for that it. Yeah. Yeah, so, so how much does this phone charger cost? Um, it's slightly, no, this confuses me. Hang on, hang on. So you can charge your laptop from your monitor, right? Yes. So the monitor has a, a separate, because I thought that the monitor was powered by the Thunderbolt. No, connection. no, it has its own power. It's got, right. Okay. That makes more sense. Thank you. Uh, and this is look, this is becoming more common. I mean, there are lots of options, and I'm sure someone's going to do this out there. They're going to get together a list of all the different monitors that can do the same thing. There are many. I mean, you know, I bought recently a, a Dell monitor for my wife. She do, does a lot of conference calls at home, and I thought she's always using the Surface. She's got Surface Pro for work, and she's always having to use that horrible camera on it. Now, it's not bad, but it's just it's very low. It's a, it's a, it's a horrible angle to to face that because it's kind of looking up at you. Yeah, nostril cam. Exactly. And it's not very <laughs> nice for her. She doesn't like it. So I thought, well, what I'll do is we'll get one of these monitors that's got the built-in webcam. And uh, it was a Dell monitor. It was 27-inch. She still uses the screen uh, with Zoom text. And she was she was really enjoying it. But the, I, I just, we did a video test. And I, even I could tell. I, I mean, I only see blur, really. And I could tell 
it was blurry. I mean, it was so bad, the, the video quality. And I got someone to test it just in case I was seeing it wrong. And they're like, oh, yeah, that's that's dreadful. Um, so it's yeah. not, not the best. And I will be honest, I don't think that... <sighs> I'm, I'm going to say it. I don't think Dell are producing the greatest quality stuff these days. <gasps> the, the quality or the, the design, the it just feels cheap, some of these devices. And this was not a cheap monitor. That's what annoyed me about it. It was not yep. a cheap monitor. I mean, we're talking f- nearly 450 quid for that monitor, and it felt like it was worth 100. Um, it was not Why? a good quality. I've, I've, I've bought better monitors at a much cheaper price. Um, but anyway, the cost of this one, the Apple Studio display, if you want all these lovely features... And of course, you know the world's biggest iPhone charger and laptop charger, fifteen hundred pounds. Bargain. Yeah, one for each eye, I think. Um, <laughs> oh, it's just ridiculous, isn't it? It's so much money goes out on these monitors, and you know I've got to say, you could buy an iMac on Amazon today for I think it's eleven hundred and eighty or something. They're doing them for the base one. You know, you, you get an iMac. Yes, okay, it's not as twenty-four inch versus twenty-seven. But you still can buy an iMac, a whole computer, for less. I'm slightly confused by this one because I'm saying, well, you know, they know their market, they know who they're selling to. This is for, you know, creatives and everything. But then this display, actually, I don't think is because, you know, concentration is on webcam with center stage for video conferencing and things like that. I suppose you could argue that that's work-related. but Creative entrepreneur. Yeah. Well, yeah, and yeah. the six speakers, I'm sure it sounds absolutely amazing. And hey, see, oh, H-E-Y Siri on there. <laughs> I'm Careful. sure it, it just seems a bit, well, actually, I don't see the 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 the, um, the work features in there. I, I would have preferred they put more into the screen, you know, the actual quality of the screen. I'm sure it's a great quality. Of course it is. But for that sort of price for professionals, I'm sure they would have preferred, I don't know, a brighter screen or a better colour gamut. I don't know. Um, I don't know. I mean, I think that it's, it's a good device. I think, it, again, I, I just feel... I'd have preferred an iMac, to be honest. I'd have preferred an iMac I Pro know, out of all this. you keep going on about them. You had one and you gave it away, No, Stephen. no, no, not an iMac. Not an iMac. I wanted an iMac Pro. I wanted them, and that's what I was kind of looking uh, for here because yes. I thought all in yeah. one device, yeah. one cable, one power, that's it. Everything in one. And I will say the Mac, the iMac is good for that, but yeah, I don't know. I don't know. You know what I'm like, guys? I'll change my mind. I'll have about five of these <laughs> devices at different points. It'll, it'll all change. You know how it goes. Anyway, look, um, we must go, but thank you again, guys, for coming on, and uh, thank you for listening as well. Really do appreciate it. Keep your comments coming. We'll get to them all in the weekend edition. Sally, Robin, and Sean all back for the weekend edition this Saturday and Sunday. You lucky people. Uh, stick around for that. I feel lucky. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you do, don't you? I, I thought you might. Yeah, exactly. Keep your comments coming. Uh, Sally, Robin, uh, t- I was going to say Tim. Sally, Robin, and Sean. Tim wasn't here. Uh, he says, we oh, miss you, holiday. Tim. Bye, Tim. Yeah. He is. On a cruise. Here in spirit. Yeah. Nice for some, isn't it? Uh, yeah, well, stick around. We'll get into the weekend edition. Of course, lots more to come on the podcast. Uh, keep subscribed. We'll be back again tomorrow. If you want even more Blind Guy in your life, visit blindguytalkstech.com for previous episodes. Find us on your podcast apps or ask Lady A or Lady G to play Blind Guy Talks Tech Podcast on Apple Podcasts. Thanks for listening. Catch you tomorrow.